0: All right, Jordan, welcome me back. (laughs) Is this you officially welcoming yourself? Uh, Yeah, welcome back. We've missed you here. I've missed you here. How have you been?
1: I'm glad. I've missed myself as well. I've been wonderful. (laughs) I came back for a very special reason because we have a very special guest today. And very special guest. Go ahead and introduce yourself.
2: Hi, my name is Eric Pace. I am a local filmmaker. And uh, from the 757 area. And uh, I've been, I've known that I wanted to make films uh, pretty much my whole life, but I've kind of more recently actually started to do that in my spare time. And part of the reason that I'm on here is to help promote uh, the short that uh, is actually the first officially directed
0: short.
1: Awesome, awesome, awesome. Well, welcome, Eric. So, Eric and I both went to ODU and. We just happen to have missed each other. I mean, I guess we were technically there the same time, like, for a year. But uh, it's just, if you are not in the same classes, it's very easy to sort of, you know, completely miss somebody. But I definitely have known who you are for a very long time. And uh, I've always very much been interested in your work. I've also seen that this this film that you're promoting has uh, won some awards.
2: Yeah, a few. Let's see, we won uh, best sci-fi fantasy in uh, MystiCon. Very
1: cool. That was
2: the first uh, uh, festival that we got into and actually got to attend. This was right before the pandemic started. Oh wow! Back when oh we're just gonna go to this thing with all these people that we don't know Jeez. and be in confined space and <laughs> oh yeah, Love we it. hear that there's something going on. <laughs> Some people are getting sick, but oh you know whatever. And then we get back and then. Damn. All this happened. Yeah,
0: yeah. floodgate. I think opened. we all remember that February slash yeah. March where it was just sort of like, "Oh, that thing that's happening," you know. Yeah. Uh, fast forward three years.
2: There were a lot of people at my job that I know got sick with weird things that they're like, "I have no idea what I just got sick with," but that was that was bizarre. Totally. Um, and yeah, there were a bunch of other uh, festivals. Uh, I think in the end, I'd say we did. Our average was probably about uh, more than fifty percent of the festivals that we applied to we got in
1: that is great man that is great That is way better than you can ever ask for on your directorial debut that is fantastic
2: and the last one that we uh that we went to uh, was the uh, pope festival in richmond and there i actually won uh best screenplay
1: that's so cool
2: so yeah it's been it's been a wild ride
0: Good. I'm so glad. Many congratulations. That's incredible. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> Before we get into like the deeper questions, do you want to sort of talk about why you're here and maybe the event that you're promoting?
2: Uh sure. Um basically with all this uh film festival stuff and also just I know a lot of other people who make films. We've stayed, you know, good friends since uh we were in classes together at ODU. I thought it would be a great opportunity to try and do something you know, in the Norfolk Virginia Beach area, an actual screening uh, for a lot of our short films. Uh, we have a event coming up on may uh let's see what is it May fourteenth <laughs>
1: He forgot the date ladies and, and gentlemen
2: <laughs> Luckily, I have I, my wife is here to remind me all those so
1: <laughs> that's awesome.
2: <laughs> so May fourteenth and it'll be at the Myra Orbendorf Library myra that's not a name that i'm used to say that i'm used <laughs> to say <saying. laughs>
1: myra orbendorf library in virginia beach
2: i've been to other screens there for for other people's stuff so it's just i think gonna be fun to actually you know see you know a whole bunch of different things together we have my film we're gonna have films from uh, rj molina matt holman Joe Martin, Matt Birchfield. We're still deciding which movies that we want to show. So depending on how much time there is with the overall event, we might actually be like, "Hey, are there any other filmmakers in the area that want to show their short uh, with us?" Well,
1: oh, very cool, very cool.
2: So it might even be more uh, more filmmakers. It's
1: exciting. How and like when did this come about?
2: Actually, I had the idea almost half a year ago, I'd say, but there's just been so much stuff going on with our personal lives that it's been hard to just kind of wrangle everyone together and yeah, kind of decide on a date. So it's only kind of recently that we finally have started like, okay, let's actually get this done. Cause also big part was figuring out the venue.
1: Oh, of course. Yeah. That makes sense.
0: Do you want to talk a little bit about the film that you're showing for this, for the screening?
2: Uh, sure. Um, the film that I am going to be showing is a movie called uh, Classified. The log line for it is a man is hired by the government to interview an alien that they have in captivity. I had first had the idea way back, actually, when I was still in college. I was visiting my parents, and while I was in a um, screenwriting class, specifically short features class, I had this idea. For those who've never taken those sort of classes, they typically at the start of the semester, they're like, pitch three ideas, We'll decide which one, and you'll just work on that for the semester and hopefully have a completed script by the end. I had a whole bunch of ideas. That was one of them I was going to pitch. And then, so I'm feeling very confident with myself. So the night before, when I had to actually write it down, I did not remember any of the damn pitches.
1: Oh, geez.
2: Yeah, so uh, the morning of, I just used some random thing, and that's why I worked on that year. And then, like, after I got out, I remembered this idea. So I decided... I'm just going to work on this story in conjunction, basically take what I learned from what I'm actually going to get grades for and apply it to this other screenplay. So I actually had two screenplays done by the end of that class. Oh, that's awesome. I just decided I was going to try and get it made because most of the things I've written throughout my life, I get to a certain point where I realize, okay, I can't actually make this work. It's too complicated. It costs too much money. This was the first time I wrote something. I was like, if I'm really careful, I think I can actually pull this off for something reasonable. We almost started working on it. The producer that I immediately got in contact with is uh, Leaky Pantas Simones. We were uh, going to do it and then got into a car accident. So that obviously kind of changed my finances at the time. Oh, wow. So it wasn't until a couple more years uh, later, I connected with Matt Birchfield. And he really wanted to help me get something off the ground he really kind of got the ball rolling for that and had a lot of, a lot of crazy things happen along the way, but we eventually got it made.
1: That's you awesome. Did the man. damn thing.
0: And you're in great yeah. company too. You're, you've got two <laughs> mega sci-fi
1: fans here. So it was, uh, <laughs> it was a great watch. Very, very well done. Yeah. thank you. I uh, cannot get over the alien. Like <laughs> I love that thing so much. I, Oh my God. Just staring at it. I was like, is that a, person like is there someone in that
2: so that is actually my cousin um he was one he's actually the first actor that i got attached to it because i literally just called him and like hey do you want to be an alien in a movie and i think i didn't even finish the full sentence and he was like yes
1: absolutely you always <laughs> say yes to a question like that that's awesome
2: and so basically all the shots where it's a tight close-up on the face and he's speaking it's my cousin in you know full full makeup that's so cool. Anything that you can see beyond that, it's a full-size puppet that was molded uh, with his face. Wow. And, <laughs> yeah. it's <That's> so cool. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Eric Jewell did the uh, makeup for that. And he did a fantastic job. That is
1: With awesome. the limited resources. Awesome. Yes, yes, yes. It just felt like retro, like what aliens like were depicted as so long ago. I immediately was like, fascinated by it this might be a spoiler i'll cut it out if it is but its voice Mm -hmm. was so cool thank you was that just his voice
2: basically we didn't really do a whole lot to uh to mess with the audio for for his voice he had an idea he like towards the beginning he was like i think i have an idea of what i want the voice to sound like but it's really not that far off from his normal speaking voice like it's it's definitely a voice but it like I said it's not that far off which is part of the reason why I wanted him.
1: I don't know what I was expecting but it I definitely was like taken aback just cuz it was very creepy. Just one last thing about the the film specifically uh, do you have any idea when people will be able to watch it online or when it will be available? Because we have listeners that, you know, aren't going to be able to go to this showing.
2: Well, that's been a thing for for a uh, while, figuring out um, how to do the distribution. So the strategy has kind of changed a bit. But basically, with all these festivals, it's kind of gotten to the point where I feel like, all right, probably gotten to it as many as we're going to be able to get into. Plus, a lot of festivals tend to have, like, film has to be made within so many years yeah. for it to be eligible. Yeah. So I I kind of feel that all right, we're we're getting to the end of this. So this is sort of the final I guess hurrah you can call it. Oh, okay.
1: Cool. Here's what we'll do. Whenever you do decide exactly how it's going to be shown to the masses, just let me know and we can, you know, try to promote it ourselves as well.
2: Yeah, that sounds great. Thank you.
1: Why do you think it's important for filmmakers to like screen their work in front of a live audience?
2: Well, I think part of it is the community aspect of just fostering you have other people in the 757 who are interested in film and filmmaking so to help bolster that and make people hopefully come see this sort of thing and decide hey i want to try and do that myself there's that also just in general uh for filmmakers screen their stuff in front of an audience i mean i of course love the tv setup that we have at my house but as far as i'm concerned still and this may you can call me being snooty or whatnot if if you want with this answer, but I, I 100% believe it. There's there's no beating the theater experience.
0: 100% agree with and, you. You're in great company yeah. here.
1: <laughs> well, you're in one of them. One of them. yeah, <laughs> yeah. For yeah. me, at least, <laughs> I have just had so many bad theater experiences that I'm like meh. But I totally understand that feeling. Well, Okay, so which side are you on? Because when I would screen my films in front of audiences even when I was making uh like stupid little short films in high school when we would play them in front of people I couldn't be in the room I could never watch anyone watch what I was doing I was very uncomfortable like I remember even like in the showcases at ODU I don't know I was so uncomfortable like that I had to sit there oh it's also like the fucking end of times here so if you guys hear like thunder and rain and stuff like that that's what
2: I didn't hear anything so okay
1: good or do you thrive off that energy? Do you feel like that's a that's a good reward for a filmmaker to be able to see other people see your work? Or are you like me?
2: I, I think I'm probably in the second camp. There is something about actually thinking about when you're writing the script and you write a scene that you hope this moment will get a laugh and then you do it and all right, everyone on set seemed to be fine with this scene. But then you actually put it in front of an audience and then find out, yes, everyone, you know, that was a scene that was worth, making and although that being said i totally get feeling nervous and just that that awful feeling in front of people i totally get that because also there are scenes that i was like i would have expected a you know maybe a little bit more reaction but the nice thing about this short is i've gotten lots of very good reactions from the people who have seen it and most of the big moments that i wanted to be big moments people have responded to yeah
1: I mean, you know, obviously film is subjective and it's not for everyone, but like it's good when you can find, you know, a tribe of people that admire what you're doing. So what do you
0: think are some of the
1: pros and cons of being a filmmaker
0: in an area that may not be one of like the big three major production hubs in the United States?
2: I'd say the cons are probably are probably the most self-evident. We don't have the same infrastructure. We certainly don't have the same vistas of a lot of those uh, cities and nowhere near the same amount of money or amount of people to work on them, which obviously are legitimate cons, uh, don't get me wrong. But the pros, I would say, one, the people who are involved in film in this area are very dedicated. And when you're working on these things that are passion projects that, quite frankly, not a lot of people are probably going to be making a lot of money. No one's going to be getting rich off of these things. We're just doing this because we... We like doing this, and we want to work on things. That's obviously very important to have people who are into that sort of thing. And of course, I actually met my wife on this project, so score one for you know finding. Wait, uh, you
1: met your wife on Classified?
2: She was the hair and makeup uh, person. Oh, that's, that's so awesome.
0: awesome! So yeah, congratulations to you yeah. both. That's awesome.
2: Thank you. So this film will obviously have you know big significance to me, but also uh, going back to the the question uh, you were saying. Another pro I would say with this is that with this being an area that most of us all have our main job and then this is sort of a secondary job. Yeah. There is something to be said about being in an area that you know very well, that you're comfortable in, that you can you can experiment, you can you can learn things and not necessarily have to be out in an unfamiliar area or a yeah, uh, quite, you know, Hollywood can be a very unforgiving place. So I think there is something to be said about being in your comfort area while you're still learning and developing. Definitely. Obviously there always will be some exploiting and whatnot. There's always going to be some of that, but I like to think that we, with my, the crew that I had and us all working together, a lot of us being friends who have worked on other things there. I mean, there were no real major fights or issues no one is treating someone like dirt just cuz they're a PA and they can yeah. Oh, well if this person complains I can just go out and hire and hire a new person.
1: The Motion Art Collective. I remember like hearing about that and seeing what you guys were were doing and being like, "Oh my god, like I want to be a part of that. Like that's so cool. Like let's do something like that." And I don't know, it just never materialized for any of us. We were all way too different the The group I came up with, but like it's so cool that you guys are all still friends.
2: That's actually kind of amazing to know that we had people who like heard of oh us, my god uh, past, yeah past our class.
1: I don't know with the group of people that like I wound up like graduating with and and taking each course with it was definitely a divide uh and I don't even know why really.
2: Well, two things. One are are you still friends with any of the people that you went to that you graduated with ODU at, or are they all kind of just fell by the wayside? Not
1: as many as I would have liked. People grow apart and they got their own shit going on. I bear no ill will towards anybody. Some people moved away and stuff. It's just I think I expected to come mm-hmm. out of ODU with more of a tribe than it wound up being. I understand
2: that, and also I will just say with the whole motion art collective thing. To not try and make sure that I'm not trying to steal the limelight from anyone else, that is definitely 100% R.J. Uh, Molina. That was his idea. And really, what I often say with regards to R.J. is what really kind of got the ball rolling with that was just him deciding, you know, I want to make something. I'm going to I'm gonna have a Kickstarter campaign, and I want to make this movie uh, Verona. I don't know if you've...
1: Yes, I've heard uh, of that. You've mm-hmm. heard of
2: that? Yeah. And we filmed that at uh, the Good Theater during uh, one of the summers, and I think that really kind of we all got along and were good friends and would like to hang out with each other in between classes before that. But I think that really solidified and really kind of made it feel like, no, we can do this. And I I really credit RJ to that's so
1: special you
2: know, us yeah. being able to do that. So if he hears this, you know, I'm crediting you, RJ. You and you Mr. Know, Molina also this.
1: edited this film, correct?
2: He did. did yes. a very good he job. He was actually originally supposed to be the cinematographer, but he he lives in Northern Virginia, so he couldn't he couldn't quite make the commitment to come down here. He really trimmed the fat of this. Like the first couple edits, they had issues, and he really zeroed in on all right. This is what works, and this is how we can get to the stuff that works faster.
1: Let's talk about your, like, biggest influences as a filmmaker.
2: Which, of course, is one of the hardest things. Is it really that hard? Well, for some people, it's like, oh, what's your favorite movie? They're like, oh, I can't pick, you know, there's too many. For me, like, picking a favorite filmmaker, that is what's hard for me. Well, that's
1: what we're here for, to ask the hard Uh, questions. Yeah. (laughs) We're hard-hitting journalists, okay? Uh,
2: I don't know if i necessarily say he's my favorite, but definitely – a major influence definitely would be, and this may be cliche to say, but Martin Scorsese. Who's that? I know he weighs... Well, <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> uh, obviously, he's most famous for his gangster films, and for good mm-hmm. reason. But he has done, like, if you look at his filmography, he's done, like, so many films in completely different genres, and... That is what really always impresses me most with filmmakers. I like certain filmmakers that you can tell, all right, this is this is a Christopher Nolan movie, this is a Tim Burton movie, this is that have definitely a style. But I also, like I said, I'm really impressed by those who can you just put them in a genre and they will they will swim. And that is certainly something that I want to emulate. In fact, the other future projects I have on. Are specifically all designed to be of different genres and different styles. And you're challenging
1: yourself in growing because, like, you can. That's a, you know what I mean. You learn how to direct differently because it's certainly a different skill set to direct an action movie or a comedy versus a sci-fi or a horror movie. Very good. I really like that. That's, I think that's like one of the, my favorite things about Spielberg too. He, I feel like he definitely loves to jump around. And, I mean, at this point, they're just showing off. They just – they're like, oh, we can do absolutely (laughs) anything. We just do whatever we want to.
2: I'll do my first musical and (laughs) get nominated for all these Oscars.
1: (laughs) Hell, yeah. That is on Disney+. Plus. Did y'all know that? For free? Yeah.
2: I haven't watched it yet, mainly because my wife refuses to watch it because of the song Maria in it. And – she hates any song that has Marie in it because people fuck <laughs> her with that. So she's a, she's told me many times, I have to watch that on my own.
1: Uh, that's <laughs> I do funny. want to. <laughs> that's very funny. Any other influences that you feel like are worth mentioning? I mean, they don't even really... And they can be people you know. They can be... I don't care. There's no rules here.
2: Off the top of my head, uh, one that kind of fits into that would be uh, the producer on this film, Matt Birchfield. Like I said, he kind of really helped get the ball rolling, but also... I remember when I started working on projects with him, the thing that really kind of struck me is he is a very easygoing guy, but specifically he's one of those people on set, even though he's the director, so the director is in charge and all that. And I had only just met him briefly uh, when I started working with him, but he was completely, oh, you have an idea? Cool. What is it? There's some people who, when they get in charge, they get to be directors. They want to, separate themselves from everyone else like i you know all the ideas come from me yep and i remember that was one thing that struck me about matt birchfield and i definitely tried to make sure that i did that as well on my set
1: it's like a great quality to have for sure to be extra collaborative uh and from a specifically like when you're directing you're called on to answer so many questions i think it's like so much easier to just like let go of your ego and actually collaborate with people rather than being like, Oh no, I know the answer to everything you're going to ask. Like my head would explode. I don't like directing, but like I totally, my head it, would explode.
2: It helps if you're someone like me who has no ego and is like the most perfect person in the world. uh. <laughs> <You>
0: <laughs> I hope your mic picks that up. That was fantastic. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> oh, that was too funny.
1: Amazing. Amazing. <laughs> okay, well any other any other influences?
2: Uh that's all I can think of right now. Anybody down, right that down.
1: you like just met and are, is interviewing you? Right now, cheese.
2: <laughs> oh yeah, uh, my next film will be just a podcast and I, you
0: know. <laughs> Do you have any advice that you could give to someone who is aspiring to be a filmmaker themselves?
2: So you think about that, all the advice I can think of are all the cliche things that you kind of hear everyone say. So I wish I had something more original to come up with for this answer, but it really does just come down to we are living in an age where When I was growing up, I was mainly raised by my grandparents. They had a camcorder, but I was not allowed to actually play with it because of how expensive it was. Yeah. So, but, you know, of course, now my daughter has a phone that can take video. So everyone has access to some sort of, you know, video device. Everyone can at least try this out. And it really is. Again, I know it's a cliche, but go out there, try it. There's really technically nothing holding us back. Even editing software, it's not the greatest, but most people have access to something basic like iMovie. Uh, One of my favorite memes uh, that I see on the internet are people showing like what can be done with something like MS Paint. And there's some really amazing artwork that can be made just with that. I wish that technology was like this when I was a kid. I'm sure I would have had so many more, you know, amateur films made you know by the time i was just in high school
1: absolutely i used to tear it up and in, in paint i would <laughs> they were like contacting me like okay we need to like put your art in exhibits and things like that but i was like you know what i don't want to be famous yet <laughs> so that's great and like yeah i mean honestly Things are cliche because they're said often because they're correct. We are in an age where anybody can give this a shot and it doesn't have to look like it came off of a red camera or something like that. It just needs to have
2: some passion behind it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Just put your all into it. That's really good. Good job. I didn't know you had a daughter. How old are you?
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm 32 and
1: uh, – uh, How old is my- your daughter she
2: just turned 8. Oh
1: my goodness. Okay, cool. Very uh, cool.
2: So she actually technically has a cameo in the in the movie, uh the baby picture.
1: Oh, really? Oh. Yeah, so gotcha. uh, uh
2: it's funny. My uh at at the time just a uh, makeup lady who became my wife. We needed a picture for the baby and she's just like, "Hey, I got a picture." Uh let me yeah, let me bring that. So it's one of those things. It's it's very funny to like not have no idea, like, oh, in a few years, this will be my daughter.
1: <laughs> I love That's that. That's awesome. Have you decided what you're working on next?
2: Well, funny story about that. The original plan was that when I came on here, I would actually be able to... Actually, I just filmed something and... Maybe if we're lucky, it might actually be ready for the screening in time. However, uh, issues happen, so we did not get to film it this past weekend. But hopefully, before the screen, we will film it. And again, again, maybe there might be some sort of sneak uh, preview for it there. Ooh. If we can get stuff ready in time, it's called. It's going to be called the Exorcism, and <laughs> horror comedy. And then something it. else. I want to make sure that I. Uh, film this year is something called closed which is going to be just pure family comedy but based on stuff that actually happened to me and my wife
1: oh cool very cool well i cannot wait i'm very excited do you have like an end game goal when it comes to filmmaking
2: well obviously like anyone who kind of goes into this i i would love it if i became a big hollywood director and became a uh another Steven Spielberg, one best director at the Oscars or something. Hopefully don't get slapped uh, while I'm there. <laughs> um, but uh, <laughs> but beyond that, uh, <sighs> beyond that, I would say that, you know, you hope for things like that. But you, obviously I have a, a reasonable understanding that stuff like that is extremely rare to actually succeed in. I guess it's more kind of a Zen sort of thing always going after something even though you know that it may not ever happen but the the journey to get there is what's important
1: absolutely absolutely and like staying creative and staying passionate about your work Mm -hmm. and like who knows i mean the people like that are big hollywood directors got lucky why not it could totally happen to you but like in the meantime what's important is that you're like happy doing what you're doing and that's so cool and I love that it's like a family mm-hmm. affair. I did not,
2: uh, I did not see that coming, but it did, and I'm totally okay with that. In fact, uh, for the Poe Film Festival, my wife made T-shirts that you know had like director on the back, Aww. and then her shirt said director's wife.
1: That's so and <laughs> cool. And then my
2: daughter's shirt had uh, future director on it. Oh. <laughs> love that.
1: Oh. <laughs> well, that is like the cutest thing I've ever heard. Amazing. Um, that is adorable. Yes. What's the last movie you watched, and what did you think of it?
2: Uh, that would actually be the Batman. Fuck yes! My wife and I we went to go see that uh, last night. <gasps> so
1: so it's still fresh.
2: Yeah, first time. So this nice, is nice. like, so I, I haven't even had a chance to write out a uh, a proper review of it. So I guess well, I can just wing it right now.
1: There is a right <laughs> answer. If, if you if you feel a certain way about this movie, and I don't like it. <laughs> We're ending this interview.
2: All right. Well, it was it was interesting because um, I know that this is supposed to be young Bruce Wayne uh, still developing into Batman, but there was uh, there was hardly any Batman in it. Uh, there was uh, the love interest like they could have gone with Vicki Vale or um, or Silver McCloud or any of these famous ones from the comics, but they create this new character like named Bella Swan or something and oh uh, my god there's no like batman villains that i (laughs) recognize like
1: i'm literally gonna go jump out the window (laughs) oh my god
2: i could not (laughs) not resist (laughs) my wife literally wants to go see it just because she she really like hates uh, twilight and you know uh loves all the memes and stuff about it so she uh i think that was part of the reason why she really wanted to go see it uh i I did like I did like it. I wouldn't say that I loved it, but I definitely really liked it. And there are a number of things in it that I kind of felt were missing from some of the other Batman movies lately that I really miss because I very much am a fan of the Michael Keaton uh, Batman movies. Very stylized, and I've missed that. Like I liked the I very much did enjoy the Dark Knight trilogy. The whole like it's got to be real, ultra realistic. That's cool and everything, but I I miss the stylizedness yeah. of it. And even with the Ben Affleck movies, I still have my own issues with them, and they didn't quite do that for me. So this really felt more like a Batman movie that I've been
1: wanting for uh, several years. I'm glad. Yeah, I was absolutely just gobsmacked at how much I loved that movie. So that makes me happy that you (laughs) at least liked it. And um, you are on Letterboxd, correct? I follow oh, you on Letterbox. Yes. Okay. So, what is it so people can follow you on Letterbox and get your written review?
2: It's a Pace Films
1: production. Pace Films production. Nice.
2: Oh, also technically uh, classified is on is on Letterbox. I got it on. No
1: fucking no way. way. Yeah.
2: And also, it already has a rating from somebody. I found out <laughs> last night. I I have no idea who this person is or where they saw it, but yeah, apparently they rated it.
1: How the hell do you do that?
2: Basically, you have to create an account uh not with IMDb, with a different, put your stuff on there and then that immediately translates onto uh Letterbox. Damn.
1: That's cool. I've worked on several feature films that are not on Letterbox and that would be really dope to be able to see them there.
2: Yeah, I'll uh, I'll I'll find the info and I'll send it to you.
1: Thank you. Eric, I like you. You're very cool. <laughs> I uh, am logging it now. Jordan, ask that next question. I'm very curious.
0: <laughs> I'm very curious as well. Uh, what? And I'm going to challenge you here a little bit. What is your favorite movie and why? And if it is a Martin Scorsese film, I want you to pick. I want you to tell me another one of your favorites that's not one of his. All right, it's not a uh, Martin
2: Scorsese. Gotcha. Gotcha. Uh, but my favorite movie is actually To Kill Mockingbird, uh, starring oh. Gregory Peck.
1: Oh wow. wow. So wow,
2: I have not seen that in years.
0: Long, long time, yeah.
2: The novel is also one of my favorite books. Same. And that is a one of the best examples of number of things that they cut from the book, but they keep everything that is absolutely essential in that story. Well, good. the The casting is just amazing. You know, realizing all these different characters, and honestly, probably a big part does have to do with the fact. Uh, It's one of my dad's favorite movies. He introduced it to me. Oh, that's awesome! Yeah, I I definitely see a lot of my dad in in the movie. I know. In fact, I think it's actually the first movie he can actually remember going to see see in theaters. Like when he was a really little kid. Like he has like wow, like very early memories of it.
1: If you were like given the rights to remake *To Kill a Mockingbird*, would you want to do that? And you were given like the money and everything.
2: Uh. That is definitely something I would say. No, thank you. I do not want that responsibility.
1: <laughs> I nice. totally. Oh, we have like very similar minds. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> there are a
2: number of movies that I would love to remake, but they're movies that I don't actually really like the original movie all that much. But it's like, this would make a really interesting remake, and here's how you could change different things. And make it better.
1: Absolutely. And finally, Eric, uh, tell everyone once more about your event. Uh, maybe a little bit better than you did the first time, <laughs> and tell everybody about the group of filmmakers that you're working with to make it happen.
2: All right. Well, uh,
1: he's looked it up, ladies and gentlemen. He's got the info. Uh,
2: this event that is going to be on May 14th, and it's going to start at uh, 2:30 p.m. Or we have we have the thing from 2:30 to 4 p.m. So it'll probably be at uh, three. There will be a event on Facebook and we'll be promoting that all the different places that we can. It's basically a bunch of us filmmakers all getting together. A lot of us who have worked together part of the Motion Art Collective. It's myself, RJ Molina, Matt Holman, Matt Birchfield, uh, Joe Martin uh, Yumul. And I really hope I'm not butchering his last name because I would feel awful. Huh? <laughs> but I, I very well might be. But we have all worked together. We all have different... Shorts, and this is just a chance for us to be able to show them all together, and it will be at the um, Myra E. Obendorf Central Library in
1: Virginia Beach. I am so happy for you guys. Like, that is so cool that you guys just did it to do it, and, like, you're like, you know what, let's show our work. Let's make it happen. That's so cool,
2: yeah, try and get all of our friends and family and everyone who worked yeah. on the shorts and as so well as just other people who just might be interested
1: absolutely, absolutely. well, I hope that everybody that can go uh does go, and we will definitely um put all the appropriate linkage in our uh uh like I don't know what is it called Jordan? notes description box yeah wherever the wherever the, all the words are there'll be links to click and it'll tell you about this event, Eric, okay, two things like we literally like just met in person just now uh you are awesome. um, we are friends now.
2: you guys are awesome too. Thank you for doing this oh,
1: I'm so glad that you like us, yeah. most people like me, but like Jordan's a very acquired taste, so I'm glad that it, you it. are okay with both of us. I'm really pumped for it. I can't wait to see everybody's work on the big screen. And um, unless Jordan um, secretly hates you and he's going to look at me like, oh, don't do this, I'm inviting you back to actually be on an episode with us and let's talk about a movie. <laughs> All
2: right. That'd that be fun. Yeah. I'd love that.
1: Okay, cool. Awesome. All right, guys. Well, we're running out of time on this Zoom meeting. Uh, I hope that both of you have a lovely day. The storm stopped. It stopped storming. It might be on its way to me. Oh, cool. Good. Take it. I'm just really happy I didn't lose power. This has been, like, super fun to talk to you and uh, hear all of your answers to all these ridiculous questions.
2: You guys had very good questions.
1: Oh, well, good. I'm uh, glad. Thank you very much.
2: And yeah, you guys are, I really like listening to the podcast. It is, I think the format is really fascinating as a way to to do a discussion about films. And also just you guys have great chemistry together and, uh, you know, love hearing you guys' opinions. Even if I don't always agree with them, like, <laughs> hand the hat. Uh, we're... we're we're no cat in the hat stander
1: no. here yeah uh, not hold allowed, on we're uh, gonna start I, bleeping you
2: I, I, I believe i i believe in the you know don't have something nice to say don't say it So <laughs> that is all i will say about the cat in the hat
0: uh yeah starting to have second thoughts about uh <laughs> about having another episode but, you know, i'm just kidding
2: but also another thing, you guys so rare it's so rare to hear people praise uh the village and that is a movie i have always really loved Nice. Yes.
1: nice. yes 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 good to hear Jordan asked me the <laughs> other day what is a movie that always makes me cry no matter what and I was like it's The Village and because it's yeah. brilliant brilliant <laughs> alright uh Eric you are wonderful <laughs> Jordan you are wonderful and both of you guys how do you feel about me
2: you are wonderful too <gasps> I'd even say amazing
1: <gasps> Nick's alright I guess sure <laughs> All right. This has been wonderful. And so
2: are you, Jordan.
1: Aw. That's very sweet.
0: No, this has been awesome, truly. Thank you for for being a part of this. Yeah, and I can't wait for the screening. It's going to be dope.